Welcome to this episode of the Locked In Baseball Podcast. And, you know, I want to, you know, just kind of thank everybody for the feedback that you've been giving and the, and the reviews that you've left on um, iTunes. And, and I don't know if you could leave uh, feedback on Spotify, but I have seen the reviews that you guys have left on, on iTunes. And I really greatly appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, today we have a special guest, uh, a friend of mine, um, the head coach at Riverside City College uh, here in Southern California. Um, you know, just just been embedded in the program there as a, you know, both as a player, uh, as an assistant, now as the head coach. Um, you know, Rudy Arguez has, has just been a tremendous, um, just a tremendous leader there, you know, over the years. Um, so, you know, Rudy, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and you know, getting on this podcast with me to discuss, you know, RCC baseball and the tradition and, and um, you know, a little bit about yourself too. So thank you. No, thank you, Joe. Thank, thanks for uh, having RCC on and, and, and myself to, to speak about the program. And again, like we talked about earlier, an opportunity to kind of give back and give different perspectives to those out there involved with the game. Yeah. And, you know, you've had um, – you know, you've, you've had the unique experience of being able to, you know, coach, um, I mean, at, at the school that you played at, you know. So um, you played at RCC. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know when exactly, but um, if you want to talk about your experience. It's too long play- ago. <laughs> I mean, you still look good. I mean, you look really good. So, um, you know, I mean, time's treated you well. So, um, but if you want to talk about a little bit about your playing experience there, um, what you've done, you know, after RCC as a player and then, you know, how you got to where you're at now. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's, uh, definitely, it was definitely an unconventional, I would say journey and route, um, uh, and untraditional. Um, I was a local guy, you know, that graduated from uh, Norco high school, played for, uh, Don Harris and, and Gary Parcell, uh, who, um, close to and 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 that relationship has turned into a friendship uh to this day um and it was actually don harris that uh alerted me going into my senior year basically that dennis rogers was was going into riverside city college he had just taken over um was going to turn that program around and and inform me about him and said hey you know, if things don't work out from a, from a recruiting standpoint for your institution and interest there, don't need to look any, any, any other place, basically, that Riverside should be the place you're looking at. And that's kind of turned me into my perspective, my view, and I kind of knew already where I was going to go to the point where I didn't even, and I would never suggest this again, Joe, and I can't even believe I'm saying this on air, <laughs> especially given the feedback to our kids nowadays but I did not even take my SAT. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying it, and I, but I'm people who know me know that I'm straightforward, uh, sometimes too blunt, um, but it's out of the, the goodness of my heart. And uh, I, I speak the truth. I did not take my SAT. Um, got to meet Dennis in person um, in a high school all-star game and, we had coaches in the dugouts, but it was funny because he was, he was making all the moves from the stands. <laughs> he was bending over and telling the coaches verbally where to place players and stuff. And that was the first time that I got introduced to him. Um, I was fortunate to have some teammates that were playing for him already. And, and that 
I was at Norco High with. So I had some familiarity with him and his approach and what he was doing there already. So long story short, got there, got to RCC. Uh, I was raised by my grandparents. The reason why I bring that in, because it played a huge, huge, huge monster factor into my journey and how it, how it unveiled. But, uh, started the fall at RCC in, uh, 1990. So when I say, Hey, long time ago, I mean a long time ago. And, uh, both grandparents fell, fell ill, were forced into retirement, which forced me to leave school, leave the baseball program and go to work to help support them. Um, so I was away for a little bit, like three years <laughs> and, um, people, that fall into that trap because you don't have the opportunity um, that I was able to have after coming back. So um, during that time, I called Dennis back, had the opportunity to go back to school. Um, I made a decision that I was going to try to utilize baseball as an avenue to obtain my degree and put me, put myself and my family in a better position. Um, and things kind of worked out, you know, for the best. Um, called him, asked him if I could come out and try out because if I could do it at RCC, um, I wasn't going to do it any other place out of the respect for him and, and, and the little time that I was able to spend with him in that fall. I knew he was going to be the key to assist me and guide me in my development. So, um, had to go through a tryout process there. It was crazy. I can't even tell you how many guys, but it was hundreds. And he kind of like strung me along, like, you're the last guy to survive that cut. You're the last guy to survive this cut. You're the last guy to survive that cut, you know. Um, but did give me the opportunity to come back and, and participate in the fall. Um, had that fall, and it, it wasn't until, uh, you know, back in those days, it was the good old days, Joe, where we had split squads. And we're, we were playing four-year institutions, a lot of D1 teams on the schedule. And then the second team, you know, uh, was traveling and playing other JCs. I think we were playing almost 30 to 40 games in the fall. And you get to the regular season and then counting playoffs. That there was times in there in 2000, 2001, 2002, we were playing almost 100 games in a year. So those are the good days, crazy days with a lot of game um, opportunity there. Did that, um, got to get in a game because, uh, talk about attention to detail and we'll probably get into it later on, but one of the guys forgot to wear his sunglasses in a game. Hmm. And that was something that Dennis harped on like crazy. Pay attention to detail, attention to detail. You know, make sure you, you know what the, the playing surface is like, what are the conditions like, you name it. You know, we all preach it. And, uh, one of the teammates lost the ball in the sun and, uh, in Dennis's fashion, you know, yelled at my, yelled my name out and said, go get in the game, you know, ran out there in the middle of the inning, didn't wait till the inning was over. And the rest was history. I got an opportunity to play, you know, um, things of that nature. There's other, there's other things that went into it. It'd be too long of a story to, to go into, but I was grateful for it. Got an opportunity, never looked back. Got to play at RCC for those two years. I was fortunate enough to go to, to Arizona State and play for 
for Pat Murphy and, and, um, got the opportunity to play in, uh, you know, regional, super regional play. Got to go to Omaha, you know, my senior year. My heart still aches for that loss that we had to USC in 98. <laughs> but, uh, got a call by the Angels and got drafted and got to experience a small little sample, if we want to call that, of, of minor league baseball, you know, in their organization. And during that time, Dennis was like, you know, you got to get into coaching. I want you to get into coaching. I think you'd be great at it, be an influence for an ambassador of the game, that type of deal, and the way Dennis can speak and convince you, you know. Yeah, he's good at it. <laughs> um, it was always It was always in the back of my head. You know, it wasn't something that I really thought about because as, as you can probably attest to when we're playing, um, coaching is the farthest thing from our minds. It's all about, you know, the development, getting better each day, trying to achieve those goals that we have set for and keep climbing that ladder of opportunity, you know, so it wasn't in, it wasn't in my vision until, uh, you know, we all get that, that knock on the door where Mr. Baseball says, uh, we no longer render their services, you know? Um, and it was at that point in time in the angels organization, when that happened, um, I had already been getting my feet wet as I was preparing for spring training as, as a lot of us have going through the program, um, getting ready to leave for the spring training days. We'd help out with the program. So we were acting like coaches as it was anyway at the time. And Dennis always encouraged that and allowed that to happen. So it was easy. He wanted me to take some time off. And uh, anybody that knows me, it was like, no, time off would probably be the worst thing for me, kind of like what we're experiencing right now, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants this time off, and I wanted to get back in it and be around the game and, you know, assist, assist others and guide them, you know, with the game. So went right back into it, got into the whole coaching realm of things, and started teaching classes at, at, at RCC well at the same time. And it was that 98 year was kind of crazy, but that's where it all started. And I've been coaching there and teaching there since the fall of 1998 to where we're at now. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of my story. I think it's going on 21 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, what you, your, I mean, your story is so inspirational too. I didn't, I didn't realize all that about you. I know, um, I, I kind of witnessed Dennis kind of, um, there was a fall. I think I was kind of over there with you guys a little bit, just hanging out and I was li- just listening to Dennis speak, you know, jaw to the floor like everybody else. Um, and he, and he had, you know, was kind of introducing, I don't know if he was introducing, um, the players to you or I don't even think you were in that little, that little team meeting, but, um, he was just, you know, talking about your story a little bit and about, you know, what you've had to overcome. Um, but I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, you had stepped away from the game a little bit, uh, in your early college years and you've had to, you know, you had to try to you know make that comeback. Um, but that's just the epitome of, you know, making the most of your opportunity. Um, when, uh, when you were able to get in the game and, and how you, how you really did make the, the most out of that. And, and, um, yeah, that's kind of what we try to preach to, players, you know, with, with, within our organization or our program, you know, just trying to get them to understand that, 
you know, this is, this game is a privilege to play. You know, it's not, um, it's not your God given right by any means, you know, so you got to prepare for it and you got to, you know, you got to want it, you know, and then when you get that window of opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, so these, these stories I get from, you know, from, from coaches like you or, or anybody else that have kind of been on this, um, this, this podcast, like there's, there's a degree of inspiration there that I think that our guys can take. Um, and the, anybody who really listens in that has interest, they can take from that and then apply it to their, you know, their own walk of life. So, um, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, uh, if you, you know, now going into, you know, you, you spent time there as an assistant at RCC for how, how long were you an assistant there overall? Oh my Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time. Fall, fall of 1998. And then we, we, we made this transition when uh, Dennis decided to step down and, you know, take care of some family matters. That was in uh, 2000, the fall of 2015. So mm-hmm. from the fall of 2015 to present, um, transitioned into into the head coaching position. Um, and and from 98 to, to that 215 was, was the years of, of an assistant there. Yeah. And the – to me, there's nobody better to fill, you know, Dennis's shoes because he was there for, you know, for a long time. But, I mean, you you were there, I mean, kind of just as long as he was, but, but you know, but just at a different capacity for most of the, um, you know, most of that time. So, um, you know, nobody better. Um, you, you know, the tradition, you know, is, you know, is set to be carried on by you for as many years as you want to be there, you know, um, and, you know, I think you're doing a tremendous job. Um, and, you know, so, you know, talk about that. Talk about, you know, the tradition there at RCC and, you know, expectations for incoming recruits or prospective student athletes there and the culture of RCC baseball. Cause, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to be around as a kid there. Um, you know, cause my dad coached there for a year or two, I think, uh, yep. two years, you know, and, uh, were you there when he was there? I was, I was, that was the year your dad's, your dad's, year that he came was the year I came from high school. So oh, that was, that was the fall of 1990. Um, and then, like I said, you know, my fall was cut short and, mm-hmm. you know, I had to go take care, take care of the family, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, oh, wow. that's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and so just, I remember that. And then my dad, you know, I was, I mean, obviously I was around him a lot. He's my dad, but, um, he, you know, just the way he taught baseball and then listening to Dennis, you know, it's just like there's the same kind of, you know, message always getting across. So, you know, when I, when I was later on in life being, being able to get around Dennis a little bit more, you know, just talking to him on the phone, um, you know, just getting whatever little nuggets of information I can get from him so I can, you know, kind of help me with what I was doing as a player uh, for a little bit. And then, you know, getting into coaching, just trying to be able to, um, get that influence and you know he's obviously one of the most you know renowned you know college coaches ever to to, to be involved in the game um but you know talk about that tradition you know at rcc and, and you know how how you guys attract the, the right guys and you know what as far as recruits are concerned or or student or prospective student athletes and you know what you know what players can do like high school guys can do to prepare for a program like RCC and, you know, want to, want to attract a program like that to want them, you know? So, you know, just a little bit about that, you know, if you want to take some time to discuss that a little bit. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, um, I appreciate all the kind words, you know? Um, but, 
you know, it, it started back then. The foundation was set, and that was, you know, that was Dennis's Dennis's inspiration. That was his calling. That was his vision. You know, uh, as far as establishing, you know, those building blocks and that foundation of the environment and the culture. You know, um, and it's something that's been carried over, and it's something. You know, within his tree that's out there, uh, very impressive. I mean, if you go to our field, you see all the names, you know, on the left field side. And some of them, yes, were players like myself that played in the program um, a lot, but they're all coaching names Mm -hmm. that are out there at all different levels. And that was something that was set early um, as far as, you know, the approach, as far as uh, the attention to detail, you know, um, you, you hit upon it. Um, earlier when you're talking about, you know, it's, it's not a right. It's, it's an absolute 100% privilege to partake and, and be a part of the game, let alone, you know, a, a program, um, where a lot of, you know, a lot of the terminology today is, is, is the family aspect of it. You know, don't even, don't even list the program word anymore. It's about family. And I think everyone is in search of trying to create you know, that type of, that type of feeling, that type of setting, um, that type of mentality, uh, within, within their environments and their culture. And I think that's something, again, that was, that was established early with, with Dennis's teachings, um, from, from a coaching standpoint into his staff along within the players. Mm-hmm. So again, it was something special it was something that carried me. And I can tell you 100%, it, it wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have been able to experience and still to this day be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for those teachings and, and being around that. Um, and that was something where the opportunity presented itself to where coming in and, and kind of, you know, I've been asked, you know, what does it feel like, you know, how are you going to fill the shoes? And, and my response is quick. And like I said, I'm pretty straightforward and blunt for those who really truly know me. And it's like, there is no attempt. There is no filling those shoes. Right. <laughs> you would be crazy to even try to, but you take, you take what you can. Um, you know, sometimes you, you're, you have the luxury of coming to something where, you know, the terminology where they say, Hey man, it's, it's turnkey, you know, or if it's, if it's not broke, why are you trying to fix it? You know? Um, and that's something that we've always felt that, that we've had within, within the tiger family, um, with our players that have, you know, reached the pinnacle, um, or have had the experiences at the D one levels or four year institutions that have experienced being champions, um, or who have gone on. And, and, and there's something, there's a saying that we have, you know, within our culture is, you know, being a champion doesn't mean, Hey, you're part of that, you're part of that family, you're part of that team that's holding up, you know, that hardware on the last day of the season, you know, representing a championship in the game of baseball, but, you know, being a championship person in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really something that we, we've harped on, um, that we focus on. Um, the three pillars right now are coming in is, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have an absolute, 100% purpose or understanding what it means to have that purpose each and every day to try and get better. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I'm a hands guy. I talk with my hands. So if you can see me right now, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, my, my fingers are about an inch apart, you know, and it doesn't matter if that's what the growth is. You know what I mean? If if that's the growth and we're moving in that positive direction, that's all that matters. And And sometimes, you know, you might not be going in that upward trend, you know, it might be, it might be level, but it's the intent. Where's your intent? Did you have purpose, you know? Um, but are you trying to get better as a person each and every day? Yeah. That's, that's, that's number one. And then the second pillar comes into play and that's, you know, there's a reason why it's student slash athlete period. And, and we're talking about that first pillar about that person and you're setting yourself up. And we're trying to prepare our guys 100% on to be quality human beings, number one, first and foremost. And then two, they all have aspirations, Joe. You know how it goes, man. And it all goes along with parents as well. You know, they think everyone's going to play in the major leagues, you know, but we got to be realistic. And, and, and we feel that it's important to have those goals and, and those visions. And it's something that I carry to this day that Dennis used to say, you know, let's not spend a whole lot of time in dreamland. Mm-hmm. You know, let's stay, let's stay in the real world and let's, let's prepare as, as much as we possibly can. And that's what that student aspect and take care of the classroom, utilize the resources that you have. Again, what's your purpose? How are you going to get better? How are you going to enhance your skills from an academic standpoint to set yourself up? So as you're putting your work in, you know, and opportunities come and present themselves and they're given to you. The first thing they ask, and, and, and you can attest to this, and I know you guys preach this within your organization, and now I know you're helping over, you know, at the high school as well. It's first thing they're going to ask is, we love the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Love it. But can we have the transcripts, please? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can we have the transcripts? So, it's that student, that second pillar of being that student. And then the third pillar, we, we truly feel, you know, our focus is really on the developmental side. It always has been. Um, that's first and foremost. And not only developing the baseball player or that athlete, but like I said, the development aspect in those first two areas of those first two pillars as, as a human being, as a student. And then all of a sudden, man, they're taking care of that. They're, they're refining their skills. They have purpose. They have vision. And then all of a sudden, you, you see that body language, it just starts getting lighter. And then by default, you start seeing the acceleration on the field within the development as the baseball player. So that's something that we preach on. Um, to identify it, it's a little tougher at our level because the mere fact that everyone is enticed by, you know, the scholarship offer uh, from, you know, to – help assist with the financial burdens, you know, um, and decrease that. Um, there used to be a saying that, you know, we used to go by, man, man, give us those 11.7 and let's see how lethal we could be, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's just a fact of the matter, but it's never deterred us from putting in, you know, diligent effort on the road, on the phone, um, you know, sending the emails and, and opening up the lines of communication, um, the, identif- the identifying process, you know, of going out there and evaluating players and, and, and doing our work as if, as if we did have 11.7, mm-hmm. you know, um, but also understanding who we were and what we were uh, on the other end of the spectrum as well. You know, we, we understand 
you know, those, those young men are not waking up every day going, hmm, I can't wait to be an RCC tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. And that's, that's reality. We, we understand that mm-hmm. you're not going to hurt our feelings. You know, you're not going to hurt our feelings, but it's, it's the mere fact that, Hey, we will go out. We're going to wish the best of luck to everybody and anybody that we communicate with, whether they come to us or not, mm-hmm. we understand where the views are, but Hey, when you come to us, it's, it's, it's 100% buy-in and, and don't, don't take the level lightly because as the game will do within itself, man, I've seen a ton of players get eaten up that way and, and struggle with their development and their growth because the mindset didn't allow themselves to embrace the process and the opportunity, no matter where they're at. Yeah. So it's something, it's something that we kind of go on and, and, and we kind of live by, you know, and, and it's people look at us a little bit crazy when, when we have this discussion, but, uh, you know, it, it's about development, 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 development. And that's really what we truly believe is the JC system is set up for. Yeah. And, and not only as, as the baseball players, but as the human beings and the students. Yeah. You got opportunity for all assortment of scenarios and situations and reasons why players can come to a JC situation and take advantage and use that platform for their growth, their development, put themselves in positions to carry on, move on, and continue their their opportunities and careers. Yeah. Well, I mean, and what I think that, um, and there's kind of a, um, I don't want to say like a negative stigma on j- junior college baseball, but especially nowadays with, with social media being as, you know, powerful of a tool as it is where, you know, we have, you know, you see kids, you know, everywhere just talking about how they just committed to such and such university. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's kind of a a point of pride for them to be able to put that out there and get that recognition and get, you know, a thousand people telling them congratulations, congratulations and whatever. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) So, but my, my thing is, is that, you know, I, I, I advocate the junior college route, so much to, you know, especially, um, I mean, not, not even, I mean, take baseball out of the, out of the picture, but if you just look at the financial, um, aspect of it and, and, you know, how much more opportunity you can get at a junior college, because here's the thing, like if you're, if you can commit and sign with, you know, whatever university you want to, but the chances of you really getting that time on the field, your first year aren't really that great, you know, you usually, you know, um, right. So you you may as well, you know, take that first year or even the second year to to, you know, get those development opportunities and and get that game experience at the college level. Um but so many people, you know, players especially parents, you know, they look for the Hollywood names like USC, Cal State Fullerton, you know, you can go on forever with these, mm-hmm. but you know, the the investment opportunity isn't the same. You know, um and what I like about you personally is, you know, I've seen you coach a little bit and, you know, you just come from that, that line of pedigree where the coaches invest in their players, you know, as much as the players invest in, in being at that program, maybe even more so because you really, you guys really care about um, the kids that come in there. And, um, you know, to me, 
it's, you know, and after speaking with a few guys on here, especially, and uh, on this podcast, especially is that, you know, when, when guys are committing to schools, oftentimes they're not really taking into account, you know, what the head coach is about sometimes, you know, <laughs> and, and that's really going to dictate whether you get that time on the field. Right. So, but they take in, Oh, like, you know, like this school's a party school. This place, this place is near the beach or this place, you know, you know, the, the girl, the guy ratio is like 10 to one, what, whatever it may be. Right. They see all these things, but they forget. And, and the, the facilities may be, you know, state of the art, the strength, you know, the weight room is state of the art. Everything is state of the art. Right. But then they get to the, then they get on campus and they get on the field and they're like, I hate it here. You know, <laughs> like, they, you know, they like, cause, cause the, the, the values, um, they don't align between what, what the, what's, what the tradition there is on the field, right. Or, you know, within that program, it doesn't, it doesn't really align, you know, and that stems from, you know, the, and not to say that they're, you know, that, that the values that those coaches have are, are wrong. Uh, it's just not a fit, you know? Right. And so, you know, with that, you know, I think I, I really would like our players to take a little bit more time. Like we've had a few guys over like some, you know, 22 grads, which are sophomore, well, they're sophomores now and our 2023 20, grads that are freshmen in high school right now. And they're, you know, they're jumping the gun on, on these, you know, big time universities, you know, thinking that they're going to go in and play right away. And it's, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. What I'm saying is that I, I wish they would have just, they would just take just a little bit more time to, to make sure it's where they want to, where they really want to be. Um, you know, but everybody just seems to be in a hurry to, you know, slap that Hollywood name on their Instagram and their Twitter just so they can get that recognition. Um, and you know, to me, you know, if you, you, you have that time, you know, you might as well take it. And so, you know, that kind of goes off on a tangent a little bit, but how that attributes to the JC route is, you know, as I get older and let's say I'm a late, you know, I'm a late bloomer in high school and, you know, I, I just get to, you know, I jump into my senior year of high school and I, you know, I turn out to be a pretty good player. Well, yeah, maybe some D1s, maybe some D2s and these other programs start, you know, you know, really start buying into you as a player. But a lot of times there's not a whole lot of money left at that point, you know. Right. And so it, it could be and it, it could be in their best interest to really find a good JC program, whether it's here in Southern California or, you know, somewhere, you know, in another part of the country, you know, but you know, so, you know, having you on, I want to get that perspective of what you think, you know, because you were a JC player too, uh, and you turned out to be pretty good. You ended up getting the opportunity to play in the college world series in 98 with Arizona state. And, you know, you had, you know, you got a, you know, a cup of coffee in, in professional baseball, you know, so, you know, I would like to remove that negative stigma of, you know, lower division baseball, but, you know, junior college baseball in particular, um, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe not the sexiest, you know, the sexiest thing to say, Hey, I committed to RCC, no offense, Rudy, but it's not like <laughs> the sexiest thing you put on your social media, you know, but, but it is, it's probably the best route and the best fit for most, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of kids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so if you have an opinion on that, just from your perspective, because that's, I mean, the guys hear this from me and from our coaches, you know, and our staff all the time, you know, but you know, hearing it from, you know, from a different point of view, you know, makes all the difference, I think. No, no question. And, and, and you know, nothing against any level of the game. I, we, we always preach to our guys, it's, 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 it's 
taking advantage what we got, what we were talking about and discussing, I should say, at the beginning of the conversation is really taking advantage of the opportunity and the platform that you are presently engaged with. And, and whether that be here, you know, at Riverside City College or another JC situation or whatever level that you're playing at, okay, it, it's a mentality. But the advantages specifically that we feel from a JC standpoint, as like you discussed, from a financial aspect of things, there's no comparison, especially especially if you're if you're a California resident attending a California junior college. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get unit for for less than fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now you have you have the Promise program that that is available for first time college students graduating from high school that are California residents going to a California JC. They qualify for the Promise program, and their tuition is paid for fully, along with I, I, I believe the book allotment is like two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like really eliminating that that financial aspect or commitment, and almost like you're qualifying for for full financial financial aid, you know. Um, so you have that available, and, and even if you weren't a promise program, again, go back to fifty dollars a unit. So the cost is number one. Two, I, I agree one hundred percent on on what you're saying is 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 really the players, the parents allowing themselves to to not be enamored with with the glory of the name and and really being focused on what the benefits of being in a quality fit. For that individual, it's about the fit, and I and I think they, a lot of times at the beginning, the the enamoration and the glory of you know, putting the putting the big names across um, their chest or on social media um, takes precedence, and then you know sometimes that's when it comes back to where hey, sometimes it doesn't work out, and then hey we're we're looked upon you know our level is looked upon as as, as a recovery, which it is, you know, at, at times. Um, but the advantages and, and the time allotment, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, that the a heavy, heavy emphasis and focus on the development aspect of things, and that can be accelerated and that can be maximized because of the, 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 the limited restrictions that we have, unlike the four-year institution. You know, um, you won't be a baseball rat. <laughs> you want to engulf yourself. The opportunity is absolutely going to be there on a daily basis. Yeah. Wear us out. You know, we have we have a saying, abuse us. And that's staff to players, you know, abuse us. Mm-hmm. And, and abuse us in a positive way to where we're never going to deny early work. We're never going to de- deny late work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never going to deny any request for any extra work whatsoever. Uh, and I think, I think that's part of the reason why we've absolutely, you know, been able to sustain and have the success that we've had, you know, over the years and kind of create that history and tradition that's out there, you know? Um, and there's zero egos, you know, that we got zero egos there. Um, there's a, there's a head coach title. Yes, I have it. But again, the guys that are with me and like I said, you, you know, me, it's, there's, there's no egos. It's, it's about providing those resources 
so that we can maximize the development and the growth of those young men. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's pure and simple. There's, you know, Dennis used to say we're, we're, we're vanilla. <laughs> we are really vanilla. You know, there's perceptions and, and visions out there of people that kind of look from the outside, but they really don't know because they're not there on a daily basis, but we're vanilla. And if you're blue collar and you want to roll up the sleeves, that's one advantage that we were able to expose um, and, and really take advantage of, as all JCs should, um, from, from a time allotment and perspective that's been given to us to accelerate that development. And we, we've got to accelerate it because we're looking at, we're looking at one to two years to get them prepared, ready for that next level. So, I mean, the, those advantages within itself, Joe, for, for, for us, um, I think speak, speak for themselves, yeah. you know, um, cost and then no limitations, you know, or minimal time limitations from, from a developmental standpoint to whereas you're not, you're not having to work in small groups and being limited amount of hours in the fall and things of that nature. Yeah. Because at, you know, at the, you know, the division one level, I don't think many people know that there are those limitations, you know, and there's a certain amount of hours you can work, you know, on a weekly basis. And, you know, you have to have a mandatory day off here and there and, you know, things like that, that kind of, you know, provides constraints from the coaching standpoint and kind of puts a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of that accountability back on the players, which is good. You know, it is good, but, you know, it does create some hurdles um, to overcome to, to be able to, you know, to teach and to instruct, you know. So, um, but, hey, you know, we, we are kind of getting to that point right now. We try to keep it right around 30, 40 minutes for these um, so that people, you know, they, they're not dragging along for too long. But, um, you know, I really, you know, Rudy, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you for, um, you know, for what you do for the game, what you do for for the players there at RCC. Um, and you know, it's, I think you're, you know, doing a tremendous job, like I said before, in, in kind of carrying the torch, uh, so to speak, um, you know, being, you know, getting the influence you've had as a player, um, not just from Dennis, but from, you know, from, I mean, Murph, Murph, Pat Murphy was, you know, a tremendous, uh, coach to be around as well, you know? And so just the knowledge you have as, you know, as a coach that you're, you're able to relay along to the new guys that come in there and cycle in and cycle out. I mean, I know you're creating just that, that impact that, um, you know, that, you know, it is, it is making a difference. So, um, appreciate you for that. And no, I appreciate, I appreciate it as well, Joe. I, I, again, I, I thank you for, for having me and allowing me to discuss, you know, RCC and, and, and the level of, you know, JC baseball. And, and I can turn that right back at you and say, you know, how much we appreciate you and guys like yourself and, what you're promoting, what you're developing, what you're creating, you know, with, within your organizations and being involved with those young men and, you know, providing them the exposure and, and opportunity to continue playing a game that we all love, that we all love. We just happen to be blessed to be in positions to give back and kind of keep that cycle continuing. Right. Right. So no, but thanks again. And, you know, to all the listeners out there, thanks for listening in. And, you know, it's, and if you made it all the way through, you know, I I hope you got some good information from this and, and, 
uh, some insight. And, you know, if, if you're that type of player or you're that parent that, you know, you're kind of on the fence for these types of opportunities to, you know, to maybe dive into some JC baseball. I mean, it's a really viable option for a lot of guys out there. So, you know, consider it strongly, um, you know, consider, you know, also not just looking at the, you know, the name or the brand or, you know, and then finding the substance in these programs, you know, which often is, you know, it's, it's led by, you know, the head coaches like, you know, and good ones like Rudy. So, um, you know, thanks again for listening in. If you have a moment, please, you know, hit the subscribe button. Um, we got some, we got plenty of good guests coming your way that are, um, you know, that are, that are willing to give back and volunteer the time and provide this information. Um, share it with a friend and leave a review if at all possible. All right, everybody. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Smile.